the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, quote the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Mr. Davis and I'm joined by my mortal enemy, Lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, your big dick, Mr. Davis. How the devil are you? Has a big dick. You meant to say has a big dick. Of course. Absolutely. That as well. Um, you, of course, have hey, a micro penis, famously. Well, Quite famously, yes. Um, hey, and speaking of having a micro penis, uh, guess what I got in the post yesterday? I thought you were gonna. T- I, I was like, how's he gonna tee AEW <laughs> up with micro penis? <laughs> Billy Mitchell? Nope. No. <laughs> oh, we'll get to Billy Mitchell. No, uh, in the post yesterday, I got mm. my new phone. Oh, okay. You're yeah. new uh, because you are a man who does not move with the technological times. This is a, this is a big deal for you. I'm going to hold up this right here. This is my old phone, as you can quite yeah. see there. That is my old phone, and this is my new phone. Well, don't get those mixed up. Yeah, they, they look are. exactly the same. They are pretty much the exact same phone. Do you ever worry that you're a cartoon character? And you only have the same things in your wardrobe and same home screens. I basically spent this morning making sure the home screens looked exactly the same as they did on the old phone. Well, I bet that wasn't too much trouble because, as we know, Apple offers minimal customization tools (laughs) like the much superior Android. 
<laughs> I have heard that be said before. Um, yes, I. They, but it is. There's not a lot of customization. Oh, you've gone for an apple, have you? Huh. Good luck when to buy an Audible book through Amazon. You can't do it. You've got to go onto the website and circumnavigate the 30% transaction rate in the App Store. You big idiot. So yeah, I've got a new iPhone. It is frustrating. Uh, it, mm. It's the uh, the iPhone SE 2020, which I, I read a review of it online and it was like, do you already have an iPhone, but you need a new iPhone that's exactly the same <laughs> as your old iPhone? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes, I do. And they're like, this is the phone for you. So I was like, absolutely buster. That's what you got to want. And it's the cheapest option. Read like an infomercial. Do yeah, you right? find yourself waiting at home with your broken iPhone? Yeah, with our iPhone, that's the battery life's not quite as good as when you bought it. It seems to be running a bit slow and often disconnects itself from the internet. Do you want that phone? But again, yes, that'll be that'll be great. Thank you very much. And it's only twenty five pound a month. Brilliant. How can I have the smallest version of it possible in terms of like gig size and the smallest amount of data on it per month? from a, a mobile phone provider. Oh, it was great fun. Do you hate change? <laughs> Are you stuck in the early 90s with your dress sense and, and likes? I do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> Go subscribe and to my Games Master podcast that reviews uh, the UK 90s TV show Games Master from the early 90s. What is What does SE stand for? Small edition, I think. I, I Small don't, edition. I don't know. I, don't no know. Way. I actually don't know what it. I don't know what it is. That does not sound like Apple branding. But they they've got a very good marketing department. They're not calling it the small edition. Ah, <laughs> super oh, excellent. Quite. Special edition. Oh, that's not much. Which better. is nonsense. It's actually nothing. I get that. Mean, oh. That means actually nothing. That's so patronising. <laughs> Oh, what iPhone? Look, look, what iPhone model have you got? Oh, I've got the special edition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the not the ten, not the not the eleven. No, 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 no. I've got the one that's better than that. Oh, what you mean the yeah. one they're announcing next week or something? No, 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 no. It's out already. I've yeah. got the special edition. Special edition. Yeah. <laughs> comes with extra scenes um anyway right let's get into the aew review because yeah uh ollie wasn't lying billy mitchell was on this show we'll get into that in just a little bit uh but first we need to talk about chris jericho's inner circle and that rat bastard mjf worming his way in here is the show And we're kicking off today's AEW Dynamite review by talking about... What was it? it was a good show. There was lots of great in-ring wrestling. Pay-per-view caliber wrestling in-ring. But for me, the most entertaining thing on the show was this backstage segment between MJF and the Inner Circle. He walks into their dressing room with Wardlow. They're all there. Santana, Ortiz, Jake Hager, Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho. They're, they're celebrating. I didn't see any bubbly, but I presume that was not far away. They, of course, they had a little bit of the bubbly. And MJF has a box of gifts for them. They are personalized 
jackets and he hands them out to each one. Uh, Sammy hasn't hasn't got Sammy's and Sammy's like, what the hell are you trying to do here, man? And MJF just kind of has this jokey interaction with Jericho where Jericho's like, hey, man, if you want to join the inner circle, just say so. And MJF says, well, do you want me to join the inner circle? And Jericho says, do you want to join the inner circle? So they're both kind of they want the other one to make the first move. It's, it's a very funny dynamic. And then MJF walks off and Sammy says, what an idiot or what a loser, which is kind of what they've done in their previous two skits over the last mm -hmm. couple of weeks. But this time Jericho said, maybe not. Yeah, so Jericho is warming to MJF. Yeah, I thought this was a hilarious segment. It's built off the previous two great segments that these two have had that came after All Out, where they had that meeting in the parking lot. Last week, it was in an interview segment where, you know, they asked each other about, hey, you called me a loser. You, you, We both called each other. And MJF was like, no, I was talking about the limo driver nearly crashing a car and jericho was like yeah i was talking about tony shivani because he's a loser and they're like yeah he is a loser isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you're all right you and um so yeah this week i i loved this giving everyone a jacket apart from sammy guevara and the bit that made me laugh the most is when sammy guevara goes hold on what's what are you doing here and jericho goes be quiet sammy hold on what are you doing here and it's, <laughs> It was really, really good. I, I just think their chemistry together is so, so good. And he's like, yeah, a year ago, I asked you, do you want to join the inner circle? And Jeff's response was, a year ago, I asked you, do you want me to join the inner circle? I just think it's, it's really, really good stuff. And actually, me and Pete kind of like fantasy booked this a little bit last week, which is, you know, MJF, he's the viper in the family. Mm. He sort of worms his way into the group and eventually kind of takes it over. And, you know, he's put his cards out on the table in his promo saying, like, I need to join a group. Everyone's in a group these days. I need to be part of one. He's going to, looks like he's going to join the inner circle. But the way to get in the inner circle is to replace someone in that group. And what better person to replace them to babyface Sammy? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 something I've not got really any experience with, the idea of there being a heel group and then someone within that group saying, no, I don't believe this imposter. And then the imposter coming in, slowly taking over the group. And mm. then the, 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 the actual leader being surprised. Got no experience in that whatsoever. But it no, sounds no, like no, a no. fun story that would be written by very smart people. And oh, yeah. funny people as well. But yeah, I think definitely based on this, I think the direction is MJF feuds with Sammy Guevara, kind of like Jericho can play God a bit, watching mm -hmm. these people vie for his affection. I think that'll be hugely entertaining. MJF, yeah, becomes a part of the inner circle for a bit. What a way to... It's not like the inner circle are bad. Far from it. They're fantastic. But they are a year old now, and they've been a coherent unit for a year. So now is the time to freshen up that dynamic. Have MJF join them. And I wouldn't want to see them break up. In fact, I think it'll be nice to have Sammy almost kick MJF out, and then it's Jericho versus MJF as the big money match mm -hmm. in a weird sort of Jericho slightly babyface turn. Well, it's kind of, it's the story they probably should have done with Viper and the family, which is that Randy Orton infiltrated the Wyatt family to oust Luke Harper and you you build to um, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. That's not 
really the story. I mean, it's sort of the story they told, but they sort of like fell apart the seams towards the end, and we ended up with maggots on the floor um, being projected. Um, and Randy Orton was chasing that sperm. Remember that, or he was being chased by the sperm during He's his being chased by the sperm. I, I mean, I I feel for the guy. I have that as a weird recurring dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and you don't want that to happen at WrestleMania, do you? So I think you can do this here. You, the first feud you do is is Sammy being ousted from the group and you do the MJF versus Sammy feud and you keep building to the eventual MJF playing Rocky Maivia, taking the group away from Farouk to lead to Rocky Maivia versus Farouk. You lead to MJF versus Jericho down the line. It's a lovely long-term story that you can do here that's not done within a month. You can play this up until probably all out next year. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, let's see what well, you guys haven't gotten any super chats on the MJF topic in particular but on general wrestling related eldrick simmons says darby is friends with the rapper jpeg mafia this kid is cool i assume jpeg mafia is the guy in the emo jackass skit that kicked off yeah. the show that, that i i will also assume that as well um my cultural reference for this show was billy mitchell like yes. that was uh not jpeg mafia but certainly when billy mitchell showed up i was like oh my god billy mitchell's on the show 
EastEnders' own Billy Mitchell <laughs> on AEW programming. And Tyler Woodward says, Hi guys, can you give a shout out to my friends Leon and Andrew? They both recently lost their childhood pets. Oh, I'm so sorry, oh. folks. And I'm hoping this will cheer them up. Yeah, hope so. Hi, Leon and Andrew. No, thank Absolutely. you. Uh, no, well, I'll tell you what. I think it's time we can probably get a little bit rowdy, no, you don't can't. you? Don't yeah. do that. You can't get rowdy when you hear about childhood pet death. That's it's the, the sort of guy lukewarm Luke Owen is. It's the best way to get happy is to get rowdy. Give yourself a yes, please. Uh, not give me a yes, please. Give yourself a yes, please. Uh, we've also had this in from uh, Jorge Martinez, who said, Brody Lee beats Cody next week. What's next for Cody? What's next for Brody? <sighs> and if Punk rocked up what, uh, at the one year, would it still be a big deal? Yes. CM Punk <sighs> turning up anywhere would be a very big deal. Would it be as big a deal as if it was on the first episode of Dynamite? No, because they had fans then, and it was the first episode. Um, for Brody and Cody, though, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really sure where they go after this. Well then, hey, we've got a treat for you next week. We've got the launch of our brand new YouTube channel. It's not wrestling related for a change. It's Phenomenerds. Do you like board games? Then you'll love Phenomenerds, a channel all about the best board games your money can buy. Do you not like board games? Then you'll love Phenomenerds, a channel all about why you're fucking wrong. If the only game you've played is Monopoly, a bad game, with your family, a bad family, we're here to show you all the good times you and your friends are missing out on. We'll teach you the different types of board games out there, great ones to start your collection, how to host games gaming night, how to teach your friends rules, we'll have deep dives into classic games, crazy stories from board gaming history, drunk board gaming, and so much more. At Phenomenerds, we consider it our sacred duty to get you into the greatest hobby in the world, no matter what level you currently are. So subscribe to Phenomenerds now and get on board. Hey, it's a, it's a good tagline, isn't it? I don't get it. Because you're it, it, games. I don't think that's the message we should be sending. Well, let's get on board. Excited. Get excited about games. Not yeah. bored. Oh, no. Yeah, get on board. As in, like, hey, yeah. I'm going to get on board with that. Excited, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well. Yeah. And, and you know what? I, I actually had a watch today of uh, Laurie Blake's first explained video on there, Party Games Explained, which is excellent, and Adam's first list videos, which is also excellent mm. i yeah. loved it. it it made me want to get rowdy uh it was really really good stuff um please do go check out phenomena as we're launching next week and i'm super excited about it uh yes the link is in the pinned comment um i before we get on with the full play-by-play -play, i hate get rowdy obviously mm. but that picture of louis brings me so much joy nugget your quizzle mania champion nugget brings me so much joy <laughs> okay I, it, it's still it's still making me laugh 
Uh, yeah, it, it makes me laugh all the time. But um, yeah, go and check out Phenomenas. One last thing before we get into the full play-by-play, Ollie. Um, guess who I was hanging out with last night? Mary Kay Olsen. Very, very close. I was hanging out with Steve and Larson oh. from Going In Raw. I uh, We've got an extra. There's a special match chat coming out that I am going to be guesting on. And Ollie Davis on my first appearance on going in raw's channel to uh, talk about wrestling and stuff the question was posed about booking uh you know heaven mania about booking matches between dead wrestlers and that the only dead wrestler i could think of was chris benoit so of course i said chris benoit's name when asked about people wrestlers who were in heaven what i made a complete hit of myself <laughs> cancel him now Canceling everybody. It's the only name I could think of. And I kept thinking to myself, don't say him. Surely there's another one. Think of a different one. And that's all I could think of. There's no way you made an innocent human mistake there, Luke. That is that is that exposes you as a really horrible person. You should never be allowed to work again. <clears throat> I get emotional about this stuff because I'm Mr. Davis. AEW Dynamite last night's episode was opened with what well, you know what could have been a pay-per-view match if built mm-hmm. up a lot longer. I thought uh, Ricky Starks versus Darby Allen. This is a feud that's really been going about two two and a half months, but yeah, somehow while, they have not had a singles match. Uh, we got the usual Darby Allen emo jackass video package with the JPEG Mafia guy. Uh, I'm more familiar with GIF Mafia guy. <laughs> PNG Mafia is my guy. Bitmap uh, um, Association. I'm, uh, I'm JPEG guy, but without the E in JPEG. Mm-hmm. Have you got any others? Uh, <laughs> PSG. Well, actually, yeah. Uh, I, I, I MP4. MP4 <laughs> man. M- M4As. Um, what was the video format of old early day video phones i swear it was like dot 3g <laughs> do you remember it wasn't wap was it don't you go <laughs> talking about wap <laughs> wireless access points That's you know what i did stand for no it doesn't what? not anymore yes, it does i know they've ruined it now haven't they cardi b is everyone. not singing about wireless <laughs> access points well i don't know maybe hers is yeah, yeah, that's what they're calling so, it these days. By the way, that's a banging song. That it's a not tune. a banging song. It's a banging song, mate. It's a great little tune. It's crude. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Fu- I... <laughs> I only found. I was telling Norrie this. I only found out what it stood for the other day because I was saying Luke likes this song, and I said it to my partner, WAP, and she said. Oh, yeah, that's been out for ages. Where have you been? I said, what's it stand for? And she told me what it stood for. If you don't know everyone in the comments, it stands for wet ass. Meow. And she said, she said that was really good for for women and, you know, take that sexually restrained culture. It's really progressive. I said, there's not a song called Rock Hard Dick. That's what, what it's you like. Talk, you're talking about that's every rap song from the last 50 years is called Rock Hard Dick. 
I know it's not called rock hard dick though. It's called there's an innuendo there. It's like milkshake. <laughs> I know what Khalees is singing about there, but she can sing yeah. about milkshake. That's okay. To say wet ass. Old Man Davis. Uh, when does the review start, says Megan. Sorry. Welcome to the AW review. <laughs> it could be a wrestling promotion in the Northeast. <laughs> also, and a clarification, uh, .3GP uh, is Thank what the video you. bar was. So you're actually very, very close. Great rapper, .3GP guy. Uh, listen to his Pipe stuff. Pipe down, Davis, you Tory. <laughs> <laughs> Well, because I think <laughs> just it's just crude. I'm not against it. I just, you cannot deny that is an incredibly crude acronym. Oh, it's just crude. Sorry, it really made me laugh. Uh, so Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks and Darby Allen had a really, I thought a, re a really decent ten minute fun opener. Um, it was based around I th Darby was working over Ricky Starks' arm. And Brian Cage came out at one point, which was exciting. Taz is on commentary, adding that extra layer because he manages both guys. Brian Cage comes in to interfere. But who should turn up? No, not the Rock's character from Fast and Furious. Like, I keep goddamn thinking, Will Hobbs. Not Luke Hobbs, Will Hobbs. And that was tremendously exciting, watching these two oh, yeah. beefy slabs brawl to the back. And later on, it said, we're getting a match between them next week. For the FDW Championship as well, was the, I think the first time that's being defended on the show, right? So that's really, really cool. And um, yeah, I, they've clearly got a lot of stock in this Hobbs kid, and he looks impressive. He moves really impressive. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm all for this. I think, and I actually think next week's going to be a really, really fun match. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't wait for it. Really, there's a lot of stuff on next week's show. But it's like, it's weird watching this episode of Dynamite. I'm like, God, that was a really fun episode. Flew by. And I gave it three out of five. <laughs> but you look back at the matches, there's kind of, there is like a mini TV pay-per-view quality to them. I was going to, I thought this was an excellent show. Okay. Like it, it was one of the, it's one of those Dynamite shows where I'm like, yet uh, coming at the end of it, I didn't hate a single thing on mm. it. There was great wrestling from top to bottom. There was some really, really good storyline beats. There was storyline progression, great character work. Yeah. I think this is easily a four out of five show. I, and like, particularly just from the in-ring wrestling work. Yeah, so in the end here, because the two big guys cancelled each other out, Darby, after a fantastic Darby springboard off the second rope, turned round uh, to do, I don't know what he was trying to do, but Ricky Starks catches him with a spear. Brilliant. Oh, Ricky, yeah. I'm, I'm not 100% sold on Ricky as like a, a solid mid-carder yet. I think he's still in the lower mix of things, but I thought he really elevated watch, himself. You need to watch Dark, mate. It's probably about it. He's probably had about 50 matches on Dark. <laughs> um, hasn't everyone? And the coffin. <laughs> how, else you could, how else are you going to find out about Lutheran Serpentico, mate? The finish was really nice. Darby hit a coffin drop on Ricky, who was prone on the ground. So his lower back's exposed. That was injured. And yeah, Darby won. So it's, it's one of those matches where Ricky didn't actually get a great deal in. I think overall, this was more of a showcase performance for Darby, which is kind of a shame because Ricky mm -hmm. Starks is an up and comer. You kind of want him to get more in. But ultimately, Darby's the star. And yes. I, this is definitely the right result. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely the right result. Big, big fan of Derby. And it's one of those matches, actually, like you said, I've, I've not been 100% sold. I've been sold on absolute Ricky Stark just yet, but this is that performance. I was like, oh, man, yeah. 
This kid's great. Really, really cool. Mm. Loving his promo work. I think his presentation is wicked. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Starks. He's, he's really, I've really turned around on him. Next up, we had Cody Rhodes coming out for a promo to answer Brody Lee's challenge for that TNT title dog collar match, which will mm-hmm. take place on next week's show. Uh, Dash is in the ring with him. Dash of Fuentes, just oozing personality. Like, yep. It just shows what WWE do to their, their announced team and their backstage interviewers, where Cody cuts a promo about how shaking the hands... He, they were all good points. I'm not entirely sure how they work together, um, but you know they, they delivered them well. He said that he was on another show with Rosaria Dawson and Snoop Dogg, and then he looked at himself and thought, "Who the hell am I? I got beat in three minutes by Brody Lee for the TNT title." So that was that was nicer. He said that Dynamite's a year old, but he can't claim to be the future anymore. That can only be the champions, Shida, Mox, and Brody Lee. So he's done a great job of putting over the champions, the company, the titles themselves. And then he says, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To Brody which Lee's the challenge. Yeah, which actually, you know, I thought, got so, I mean, it's a decent reaction because, you know, they tell the, the wrestlers around ringside, hey, can you do this? But, you know, the crowd in the audience as well has some good noise to it before he runs back in and be like, no, I will not run away from you along these lines. No it regrets. Was, I th- yeah, no regrets. I thought it was a bit, a bit clunky, it was a bit cheesy. But do you know what? Completely saved by the brawl. Absolutely saved by the brawl because Brody Lee comes out looking like such a badass looks so cool and this huge brawl breaks out you got anna j brawling with uh uh, uh brandy rhodes mm-hmm. nyla nyla rose apropos of nothing just jumps over <laughs> the railing and starts wailing on people it was absolutely awesome um it was just a really cool chaotic brawl and in the middle of all this you've got the commentators doing a great job of putting over the brawl and the dog collar match you know jr being like i've called so many matches of my years i've only called like five dog collar matches to really put this is something unique that does not happen in wrestling very often but it was uh really really good i thought uh, overall i thought it was a good segment but i thought the that that sort of the no bit of it was not great and it's uh, it's nice to see that people are very much still making fun of cody rhodes's new look <laughs> the playmobil there yeah well there's people said he looks like the lad from lazy town um <laughs> <laughs> yeah my favorite one because it's very era appropriate for me said he looks like billy joe armstrong's just been told that warning was an absolute failure mm-hmm. that's also good uh, I, I, I just echo everything you said. The brawl was fantastic. Uh, Cody's promo, you know, was good, but I thought to his high standard, it it was a bit um, disconnected. But, you know, by anyone else's standard, it's still an excellent promo, very well delivered. Uh, mm-hmm. But the, yeah, the, the standout was Brody. Just that there's something he gets across with his facial reactions, his fury. I, I, I do not once think luke harper like that that thought that gimmick that whole era is completely wiped from my memory i look yeah. at this guy this is a, this is a completely different guy and that is something for someone you've yeah. lived with and really been into for five years and then he just goes somewhere else with a new gimmick in a suit that's all really that's changed and god what a talent yeah um speaking of what a talent we've then got uh the first brush with greatness match so the gimmick here is Tully, T- Tully Blanchard and FTR say anyone can have a 20 minute time limit, 
match against them for the titles. Is that right? Yes, for it's for the titles. Yeah. Well, and here's the problem: is that they did a very bad job of explaining this mm. last week, which was basically Tully's fault. He kind of sort of forgot, even though it's you know it's his gimmick, but he sort of forgot what his wording was, which is really you know, which I, I think is it's out of character for Tully. I think he's been really really reliable on the mic. But yeah, the idea is it's for the title. They are title matches. They're hand-picking opponents and giving them this 20-minute brush with greatness because you're getting in with the best wrestlers in the tag division in FTR. And even if you go to a time limit draw, that still counts as a win in the column for FTR, crucially for that. Um, but obviously, they want to win, hence why they cheated in this match. But this match went about 17 minutes against SCU, and it was awesome. Do you know who's awesome? Ollie Davis. Are we going to say the same thing? Should we Frankie do- Kazarian. Well, yes, Frankie Kazarian. <laughs> oh my God, Frankie Kazarian, man. Like you forget. Yeah. You just sometimes forget that Frankie Kazarian's so, so great because, you know, he's been around for you know, 20 odd years and like we've been watching him for 20 plus, like for 20 odd years or whatever it is. And then he, like, he gets in the ring and just like, it was like when he had the Hangman Page match a couple of weeks ago. Mm. And you're like, oh God, yeah, Frankie's really good, isn't he? And then you see him in this tag match and you're like, oh man, Frankie's the man. He's great. Uh, I I love him. I I I feel like him and Christopher Daniels. I thought they were at the end of their careers a couple of years ago, and they they are really you know they're they're at the tail end of things, uh, in ring wise. But I d- which means I am not taking them for granted. If Kaz is in a match, if Daniels is in a match, I am like fully focused on that because I just want to soak up every everything that they do. I actually just wrote my Wrestle Talk magazine tv picks of the month stuff and i chose kaz for my tv wrestler of the month because he had that he had this match maybe it's just because i I wrote them after seeing this episode but he had this match and then he had the hangman page match uh in the middle of the month like you said i just i just think the man deserves more recognition because he's so good he doesn't get talked about Yeah, absolutely right. But like, you know, Scorpio Sky was no slouch in this match. He's just as great. And FTR, Hmm. what a team. And like, I love their old school heel tactic. There's a moment at the start of this match, because FCU have obviously got Daniels on the outside, where um, Dax runs against the ropes and then falls onto his stomach, acting as though Daniels has just tripped him on the outside. So he gets up, starts getting the rope. Oh, look at this guy. This guy's tripping me on the outside. And Daniels has thrown his hands up into the end. The rope's like, well, I mean, I didn't see it, but I've, the, the evidence is there in front of me that he fell over. You've got to go to the back now, Christopher Daniels, which just allowed Tully Blanchard to constantly interfere in this <laughs> match. Like, like the dick that he is. Uh, I love this heel stick that they've got. It's proper old school heel tactics, which I mean... They, they work then, they work now. I thought this was awesome. Mm. I thought this match was great. A big shout out to the FTR Doomsday Device spot, obviously in reference to Road Warrior uh, Animal passing last week. But as I think it was Dax on top who went for it, Kazarian caught him in a power slam off of yeah. Cash's shoulders. I love that spot. Uh, but yeah, FTR won in the end by with Tully holding down, I think it was Scorpio Sky's legs. But it it wasn't just that incredible 17-minute match, which really was pacey from the start. This wasn't like, oh, let's do a five-minute feeling each other out thing. This was like that they started at the middle, and it it was a really, really entertaining match. But you also had Hangman Page on commentary, who was beautifully, his name bar said, uh, what was it, very unprepared. 
and he was <sighs> drinking whiskey throughout. So that's a layer there. There was a Daniel stuff. As SCU came out, uh, Sean Spears just went, good luck to Scorpio yeah. Sky further in their feud. So many little bits of story not connected to this actual feud or gimmick, but it just fleshes out the whole. This is this is this is how you make a wrestling promotion feel like a tangible reality outside of the actual matches and segments. I, 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 I yep, expertly produced. The bit that really made me laugh from that is when Christopher Daniels gets sent to the back and Hangman Page just shouts, "Can you bring me back a drink?" Yeah, <laughs> that was great. Uh, and afterwards. Uh, JR announces that there's this eight-man number one contendership tournament starting, and the names announced so far are Jungle Boy, Ray Phoenix, and Kenny Omega. And the camera goes to Hangman Page, and he is, it's like he's just, it's like he's thought there's a chance he could get back together with Kenny, but this is like no, he's moving on. And he looked heartbroken. Yeah. This was phenomenal acting. Oh my God, it was so, so great. And what a, it was a perfect way to cap off a fantastic segment of, of wrestling television. I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, the announcement of Omega in there. Oh, so, so good. I mean, brilliant. So if it's a tournament, like a sort of bracket, bracketology one, I, I can see Hangman Page getting announced for the opposite side and your full gear match is Omega versus Page. So you, the, again, brilliantly told, they're not seeking each other out, but they're, they have to fight each other in singles competition. And from there, you, you can build to a more blood feud based match. I just, I cannot yeah. wait. The And like the announcement of Omega being in the tournament was like brilliantly foreshadowed and, and Page's announcement that was brilliantly foreshadowed at the start of this match when they were talking about, you know, them splitting up as a tag team. And Page says, you know, I, Kenny keeps talking about this. He's going on a singles career, but I haven't seen him in singles matches. So, you know, maybe he's not. And then the very last thing that he gets told in commentary is like, yeah, he's being entered into this singles tournament for a shot at the AEW championship. Oh, the heartbreak. Absolute yeah. heartbroken. Um, now, I'm just going to rewind a bit because actually at the start of this match, FTR had a pre-match promo to hype things up with Tony Schiavone. And then Tony Schiavone is super kicked by Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks. Mm -hmm. And Matt Jackson just goes, oh, um, sorry, didn't mean to do that, and walked off. And FTR were like, hey, if you, we're here. Super kick us. Like, as if the Young Bucks can't see them. Now, this is the stuff I have not liked for the last month now. Uh, not month, but, you know, since All Out. And that is the Young Bucks attacking non-wrestling talent and it being okay. Now, I know they're paying fines, and I know JR says, well, that was reprehensible afterwards, but I, I, don't, I, I really don't actually like this. I think it massively undermines the status and importance of the backstage staff uh, as characters. And I think if you... It's Tony Schiavone. I, I get it with Alex Marvez. I get it with a referee. But Tony Schiavone, if he is super kicked, unprovoked by a wrestler, that is... That's an end of the show cliffhanger. That's that's an angle you do where you've got 10 minutes left of the show and everyone comes down and is like, what the hell have you done? You've crossed a line. But this was played up for comedy. I think it's a massive waste. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. 100% I'm going to agree with you. And it was something that I hadn't considered until Meltzer brought it up in the Wrestling Observer radio review, which is that 
FTR versus the Young Bucks is a match that we have been building to for four years at this point. They they themselves have been working this angle for four years. We're finally at a point where we're going to get it. And now they're both heels. Surely at this point, you want the Bucks to be like the fiery baby faces to be going against these dastardly heels and, you know, win the tag titles and this, that and the other. But now they're both heels. So, like, who am I supposed to cheer for in this match? Am I supposed to cheer for the team that's constantly cheating all the time with Tully Blanchard, the arrogant heels? Or am I supposed to boo the heels that are kicking Tony Tony Schiavone in the face? Yeah, it's it is a shame. I'm I'm surprised that they have they at this early stage, you know, things could turn around and AEW do tend to do stuff very well. Uh, I I'm surprised that they're dropping the ball in this way. I think it's quite easy to do maybe they're trying to zig when everyone thinks they should zag maybe it's a classic case of overthinking this feud that like you've said has been building forever uh after that we got isaiah cassidy taking on chris jericho and a really fun match i thought mm, uh really good but it was because they've all got so many seconds you had the entire inner circle out there you had mark quen and matt hardy in cassidy's side you even had japanese deathmatch legend luther in the crowd and Sir Pentico, who got involved with Jericho when they brought in. And yeah, this was a really nicely built match. Cassidy looked great, but you know, ultimately lost quite decisively to Jericho. Uh, got a got a few near falls off of Jericho's own moves with the Lion Salt and Codebreaker. But Jericho won with a Judas elbow. Yes, uh, which then sets up and like during this match, um, Jericho brawled with Luther for a little bit. And then uh, Jericho and Hager brawled with Luther and Serpentico after the match. They're having a match next week on the 30th um, or the 30 year celebration of Chris Jericho. They have been friends and, you know, they've been in the business for the same amount of time. They sort of like, you know, broke into this and the other. So that's the match. We can't have Chris Jericho versus Lance Storm. So I guess the next best thing was Chris Jericho versus Luther. I'm sure it's what I'm Jericho was the one man who brought Luther in. So I'm sure he's happy. I, you know, I don't mind this. Uh, Luther hasn't gotten over. It, it, it's been quite a running joke that, uh, he, how bad <laughs> that nightmare <laughs> collective stuff has been. And, and Luther is, you know, what, like no one really knows his legacy, but mm. I, if Jericho loves the guy, obviously they're real life friends. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see what Jericho has in store for next week, because I bet he's, he's really going to use this as a way to get Luther over in a way. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, after that, we got Miro uh, in a sort of pre-filmed skit thing where he's trying to give Kip Sabian a really good bachelor party, but he's the best man keeps beating mm-hmm. them at everything at axe throwing at arcade games and kit walks off a bit depressed you know it's hard to have a fun stag party in in a lockdown yeah and who should walk in luke because you're far more familiar with this man than i am <laughs> billy bloody mitchell was on the show of all people if you'd have given me like 2020 list of like people that could have shown up on AEW this week billy mitchell would not have been one of those names so billy mitchell is a, is a very very famous uh, video game player he was the first man to get the, a perfect game on pac-man he was the first man to break a million points on donkey kong but he is a man who's been marred with lots of controversy um, if you've seen the documentary king of kong which i highly recommend people go and check out even though it is like it's so stylized and the story that they tell in that is very, it's staged because there's an, actually a third person that just gets completely cut out of the narrative. Then they just take it down to Weeby versus Mitchell. Um, 
but he's been mired in controversy in recent times because over the last few years he's been stripped of all of his records there would be there was a sort of an investigation that found out that he had faked basically his uh, some of his scores and was using emulators when he said he wasn't so guinness stripped him of his records and twin galaxies removed all of his records that he had he sued them um and only recently in fact about june this year Guinness, well, uh, Guinness reinstated his world records uh, again wow. and said, you know, to, he was the first person to get the perfect game of Pac-Man as the first guy to break a million on Donkey Kong. So he is not well liked in the gaming community, it must be said, because I think there are still people out there who, despite Guinness putting them back in, will say he's just a big cheater. And mm. he, the king of Kong paints him in such a bad light, which is quite easy to do because he's quite an unlikable soul. Because um, he's very arrogant. But a fascinating little character. And when he shows up, it's like Billy Mitchell. This is like when Kevin Smith was on the first episode of Dynamite. You're like, why is Kevin Smith here? Why is Billy Mitchell on this show? What a weird little get. But they know their audience. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think everyone watching Dynamite is going to recognize Billy Mitchell. But I I, I, I think it's, it's treats for us. It's not like uh, it's not uh, Jeremy Piven and Summerfest. But <laughs> yeah. It feels more coherent than that. Uh, but they teased putting on a better party next week. So we'll get part two next week. Um, Orange Cassidy then took on 10 after FTR squared off to the best friends backstage. Um, yeah, I, yeah. This, this was just a just a match, really. Cassidy is kind of you need him on the show, I guess, because. He's such a popular act, and Jericho got him over, put it, put him over rather. Of course, he was already over. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's 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 one I feared that the Cassidy joke isn't a long term thing that you can sustain for a year of weekly programming. I think it it's one that works better that goes away sometimes, and I I never wanted to be in a bit where i'm like oh yeah and it was an orange cassidy match and that's yeah, absolutely what this was yeah 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 absolutely no i agree like he's the sort of guy I don't you don't need jericho you don't need cassidy on tv every week and then we got the mjf in a circle bit that we've already spoken about then there was Britt baker looking really good actually against red velvet right yeah i yeah. thought this was a really good enhancement match um it was it went it went a couple of minutes. Uh, Red Velvet got a bit of offense in, but this was all all Baker. Uh, and then she she beat her with a kick to the side of the head and then put in the lock drawer afterwards. Absolutely, yeah. I, I just thought that Britt Baker looked absolutely awesome in this match. I thought she looked really, really good. I thought Velvet, Red Velvet sold her ass off for her. And yeah, I, a lot of people have said it, so I'll just echo what they've said. Britt Baker got injured and came back better. Like she's just looking better now than when she, you know, before she got injured. I thought she was really, really good. But here it is. Here it's coming. <laughs> AW's women's division took two step, one step forward and two steps back again. This was a three minute match. It was the only real women's segment on the show. I know we got a bit of Brandy and Anna Jay and Nyla Rose earlier in that brawl, but come on, that was very background based stuff. And you know, it's the match before the main event. This is the piss break spot. This is, and, and the commentators, I swear they do not promote other stuff in other matches. This match, this match like had the heels thing at the start, then they promoted something else coming up later. They ran through the dynamite results going on the ticker. It was like 
oh my god, it's lipstick service. Oh my god, we have to do a women's match. Uh, we like Baker. Let's give her a, a match. It's and where's the story? And I, I'm yep. sick of saying this, and I, I'm gonna say it every week. The Nyla, not Nyla Rose, the Shida Thunder Rosa match happened. Then we got two weeks of good TV off the back of that. Right back to where we began. AEW, they, they don't care about their women's division. And and here is the the you know here's the most damning thing I could think of for this. Who won it all out? Big Swole won the match. She beat Britt Baker in that dentist match. Hasn't been on TV since. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker lost that match, gets the push this week. So what was the point of Big Swole winning? What was the point of their feud? If, if they didn't have any direction to go afterwards, what was the point? It's the exact same thing we said about Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Owens beat Rollins twice uh, at WrestleMania. The very next night, Rollins is going into a program with uh, Drew McIntyre for the WWE title. So the Owens win means nothing. The loss means nothing for Rollins. The same thing with, with Baker and Swole. Baker's loss in the dentist match meant nothing. So yeah. what was so what was the point of it all? Um, but the main event I really, really enjoyed actually. Uh the it was John Moxley, and the whole gimmick is Eddie Kingst Eddie Kingston gets to pick who John Moxley is gonna face. The AEW title is on the line as well. And we don't know who it's against. I think, you know, ultimately this match, the the tag match would have been a better main event, but I respect AEW for saying, nope, AEW championship match. This is quite rare. That goes on as the main event. I think that's the right decision. Uh, Eddie Kingston cut a promo on Bryce Remsburg, the referee, for calling off the match last week when he didn't verbally submit. He didn't tap out, but he did pass out. Bryce said, I was there to protect you. So Death Pentagon are going to beat up Bryce. John Moxley makes the save. But then who should appear behind John Moxley? Keith Lee style. But the butcher, Dick Strawbridge, appearing oh. behind him, Doctor Robotnik looked, on crack. He looks awesome, man. Like so the butcher cool. looks brilliant. And I, I, I saw a few people say, "LOL, it should have been Pentagon," but like butcher was completely the right choice here, right? Because you save the Pentagon match for a much bigger show. That's yeah. We'll get into the match shortly, but seeing that you've already brought it up. Uh, Louis said this on this morning's work call. He was like, it should have been Pentagon. Why wasn't Pentagon in this match last night? I was like, because you've got to beat all the guys. You've got to beat <laughs> yeah. all the guys. And then Pentagon is John Mox's opponent at full gear. Surely that's where they're going with this. And that would be amazing. Pentagon should be in the main event title picture, like all the time. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few people say that there's a reason why Swell's not on TV. She's probably off field because Cedric's not been on TV either. Video promos, people. We can do video promos from home. It's we're in it. We've been in lockdown now for nearly a bloody year. Get used to like we can do it anyway. I thought this match was great. I really enjoyed this main event. I thought Moxie looked great. I thought the butcher looked awesome. And uh, I, I just I, it's the most I've been into the butcher since they debuted. Well, I'm I'm always into the butcher. Like when the butcher is in a match, when the butcher is at ringside, I'm always looking at the butcher because he's he's. Just, I just find him captivating. He's got that yeah. sort of freak show vibe about him. The big mustache. The I don't, I mean, if you took the mustache away, it's not. I don't know. I'd still probably look at it. I just there's something about the guy, and. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't like. He actually wrestled quite a technical style match. There was a lot of targeting of uh it was mox's leg that he worked over 
Uh, I think he got blown up a bit near the end. I think he got a bit tired, but I I, I didn't really mind. Uh, the, the finish was Moxley, after really elevating Butcher, I think. Like now Butcher can go out there and have a decent singles match. Uh, Mox made him tap in the choke while looking right in Eddie Kingston's eyes. Yeah, Kingston just walks away pissed mm. off that his boy just lost. Kingston's so great. Yeah. What like not enough good things can be said about Eddie Kingston. Dude is absolutely amazing. Definitely. Uh overall, I gave it a three out of five show. Um, I really enjoyed everything on it. It zipped by, but I, I you know, a four out of five is a very high bar for AW right now. I just I thought this was a very good show, which is standard yeah. for AW. Uh, I thought it was a four out of five. I thought it was my, last week's show for me was like an average sort of three out of five show. I thought this week was better. Four out of five. That tape show thing, man. The tape show curse strikes again. Mm. And it's a good curse as well. Uh, I, I, I thought it was a really, really fun show. Just just loved it. Just yeah. absolutely loved it. Um, so yes, the women's stuff, notwithstanding. That was bad. Four out of five show. Well, we haven't got uh, any Patreon shout-outs today, so let's get them right on with your su- 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 Super Chats. Last call for those Super Chats. Get them in. Angel Perez says, Brody Lee's Vince McMahon angry impression is spot on. It's it's a mafia. It's a mafia gimmick. Thing. Uh, made me laugh, that. And quick, he is sneaking back into the ring. Oh, yeah, because Brody kept on coming back and forth in the, uh, yeah. the pull-apart. Amro Miro's right bicep doesn't really look healthy. I didn't notice. Was that what he injured? I don't know. No, he, you know, he tweaked his ankle in the match oh, last week. Oh, I didn't notice. The only thing I see when I see Miro is how bloody enormous his traps are there. Uh, Dynamic Penguin. Best moments were when Jericho repeating Sammy's line, which we spoke about, and Nyla seeing a brawl and immediately getting involved. Hobbs versus Cage... Do you want to read that bit? Give me a yes, please. Rich McCann. I need Sean Spears more than just Dark. He is so good. I need it, AW. Please. Please. He should have been Cody last year. Um, AW's just got too big a roster, really. Uh, Phil 180. Tag match was awesome. Hopefully it's just part of the build to the triple threat we all want to see. (laughs) FDR versus SCU versus WAP. I saw some people, a lot of people in the chats, because I went meow, um, start saying getting meowdy, which uh, yeah. really made me chuckle. Get meowdy, everyone. Uh, Rich McCann. I know Jericho likes to get over younger talent. I feel Cassidy got way too much offense in against a legend like Jericho. Hmm. The idea of the match was to put Cassidy over, so I think they, I think they got the balance right, personally. Yeah. I never thought Jericho's in trouble here. I think that's yeah. the key. I think you can dismiss a lot of the offense Cassidy got in. We're talking Isaiah Cassidy, by the way, not Orange Cassidy. Um, by Jericho being arrogant or Jericho mm. brawling with Luther at ringside. You know, he's, his mind wasn't in it. Uh, so I think that's fine. Rangers Mayhem. John Silver took away my focus during the uh, Orange Cassidy match. Wearing the shades while faking hands in his pockets, followed by the hug was great. Best Dark Order member. It, kid's a star. Absolutely. And he's looking jacked, man. Mm. 
Yeah. And uh, so looks like Punk on the subject of AEW related said, quick question is like, Oh, uh-oh. Have I frozen or has Luke? Hello? Is is that is this my internet that's gone bad? Um, am I back? Is it are you okay? I look okay and you're back. Yeah. Oh I'm back. Are we okay? Luke. Yep. I think you, yeah, you, I think you're it fine me. for me. You're fine for me. You're back in the room. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah, absolutely. So AEW related, some stupid punk. Quick questions. I can't watch the show live. For AEW's second show, what if they did something like Glow back in the day, where it's part sketch show with a few matches in between? Dark plus BTE equals gold. Gold. I like gold. I am not against that at all. I think that's a good idea. What I am against, though, is the idea of another wrestling show. Uh, because there's too much rest and I think it will but seriously I think it will dilute the product uh, I don't think they'll get more viewers I think they'll fatigue their existing viewership um, yeah yeah Tyler Woodward, I've been thinking about uh, for a long time, uh, but we have been too nervous to do it I will send an email on behalf of my channel uh, could we do a collab and we're yeah. a bit, we're a bit uh, rammed with collabs at the moment we've got too much stuff to promote I'm afraid uh, mm. but send it Always in keep it on file yeah. support at wrestletalk.com the Zornis, uh, I've played half the games in that Phenomenad trailer well S hey get excited then <laughs> get on excited Raffman, hi guys, hope your day is sunny it's not, and carefree <laughs> I heard Ollie mention the other day that he watched Wayne's World made me realise that Ollie and Luke are like a modern day Wayne and Garth party on Ollie that is very nice words to say, uh, especially because in the book I'm reading, turns out that Dana Carvey and Mike Myers didn't like each other. Nope. No. So, yeah, it fits. Yeah, and it's oh man, what a film from my like my youth of Wayne's World. I could probably do that film line for line. I've watched it so much. Shardell says, "Wap is a horrible song." Luke, what are you on about? Thing is a bit of a banger. Um, Samming the positive guy. Watch South Park Pandemic Special. It's really good. I haven't seen South Park in 15 years. Um, I'm assuming it's still okay, though. It's it's great. I, I will watch that, definitely. Thank you for the recommendation. Anton H, I'll be missing my first live AEW show next week due to the uh, VP debates. Nothing more entertaining than US presidential debate. <sighs> Ugh, I'm not sure about this one, though. Ugh. Well, I don't... I don't think you can deny that it is incredibly watchable and entertaining. It's not watchable, though, because it was basically just two old dudes going, you're a dick. No, you're a dick. No, you're a dick. No, you're a dick. I mean, I don't know what your definition of watchable is, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board with that one. Uh, yeah, I, I, I miss the days where politicians were old, serious, boring people. I think that would be, that'd be nice to go back to. Um, Gorilla Press has arrived to show support and said, um, it's a shame that you turned us down. However, I will not let you turn your back on uh, children in need. You will join us in the fight against pediatric cancer. You will hear from B.Is. Uh, Jose Vasquez, you guys are the effing draw. I watched the Raw review without even watching the show, and I never will. Thank you very much. We've had so many messages this week about people not watching Raw, but watching us. Uh, so that's good. Yeah. Um, Connor Shaw, it's a shame that AEW will not get five out of five shows because they'll never push the women's division. They have had five out of five shows. I've certainly given them five out of five shows before. Mm, same here. Uh, 
some stupid punk laughed hard throughout Bok, uh, Mock's Butcher match because he obviously had a horrible sunburn <laughs> on his back and he was doing all he could to avoid touching his back. I, I didn't uh, notice that. And I didn't notice that either, but I've been there. And Gerald Fitzpatrick, Omega won't face Paige in the tournament. The Bucks will cost Paige the tournament in response to him costing them the tag tournament. Oh, oh I see like that. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Could see that um, happening. Jared Thomas also said there's too many Cassidy's on AEW. Um, they'll be WWE'd and they'll be referred to Isaiah and Orange. And Gorilla Press says he is risen. <laughs> Hey, Davis, can I, um, can I just walk you through our uh, inbox at the moment, our support at WrestleTalk Inbox? I don't, I don't want it to just be all peak correspondence again. Yep, there's I'm happy the, the guy's Friday. getting over, but what, what control the, does he have over? I think they're him. I think they're him hold and his on, mates. Hold on. No, no, you may like this. There's one for the Friday Magazine show. There's one for mm. Pete on Saturday. Then there's one for the Friday show. There's one for the Friday show. There's one for me and Pete, and there's one for the Friday show. And <laughs> I'm afraid that's that's borderline it. So we did get some stuff in about the Aaliyah storyline, which I've been because uh, we talked about that on Monday, mm. which I'm very very interesting uh, to read up on. So thank you everyone uh, who got told uh, who sent in things like that. But yeah, the rest of the inbox appears to be just people sending you sponsored post ideas for the website. So. That's the that's the correspondence um, you've got, mates. No one's really got on board for your your wrong lyrics thing, which I'm disappointed uh, in. Yeah. I thought I was a bit of a winner, actually. I thought it was a winner. Um, what was the general uh, like sort of thought about the Aaliyah stuff? Uh, basic, uh, broad strokes. People saying that the age gap is is certainly problematic. Um, one person even saying like how would you feel if it was your teenage daughter dating a 30-year-old man? Or, you know, in the, what if uh, if one of us had started dating, you know, because we are men in our 30s, how would you feel if one of us had started dating a a 19-year-old? A um, and that, that was kind of broad strokes of sort of the general feedback to it. Mm. It's weird because I asked the question on the news as well uh, because there was the Alexa Bliss story uh, where she she said, shoot your shot buddy mm-hmm. <laughs> which is just i don't you know of course she didn't mean it in a bad way but twitter was like no no we're just gonna decide you meant that in the worst possible version of how that could be interpreted and the poor person, yeah poor alexa had to oh god i'm gonna activate the echo poor bliss uh like sort of temporarily locked her account and the people said in the YouTube comments there when I covered it, because I was like, yeah, what, what do you all you think? That I would say out of 50 responses to that question, two people were like, oh, it's creepy, but not like over the top. They didn't equate it to the stuff in the speaking out movement, for instance. Everyone else was like, two consenting adults. Mm-hmm. I, I think there have been two, yeah, there, there's two reactions to this. There is the they're consenting adults and there are those who are like this is too close to the bone just a couple of months out from the speaking out movement like Shazza McKenzie um like the, the tweet that she put out was the one that really hit home for me where she said reading this is like PTSD for me and mm. that was the one where I was like oh yeah maybe I'm not seeing this because I've not been a victim of this 
So I'm not seeing it from that aspect. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't, I still don't really know where I fall on this. And the reason why I don't really know where I fall on this is because I don't know what the story is. Like, I don't know where this storyline is going yet. As far as I can tell at the moment, it's it's not like emotional blackmail, but then it might be. Like we may find out down the line that it is emotional blackmail. And maybe, w I mean, maybe I'm going to give WWE too much credit here that they're going to do a sensitive portrayal of this storyline. Highly unlikely. They have done many abortion angles and have done them very, very poorly uh, and miscarriage angles. So, yeah, I, I don't know where I, where I fall on this argument just yet because I don't think I fully know what the story is. And I do think that's WWE's fault because I don't think they know what the story is either. Yeah, if AEW were doing it, I'd have, which they wouldn't, I don't think. But I would have, I would have more faith. If Impact did it, I'd have more faith that it was eventually going to turn into something, maybe not good, but at least well thought out. And WWE has somewhat exhausted that stock mm -hmm. over the last 20 years. Hey, I mean, to end on a bit of a bright note before we get out of here, but for the next three minutes, should we talk about Bake Off? I knew you were going to do this. Remember, we've got a lot of American listeners. They don't watch the, the same British baking shows as we do. But yes, it is back. And yes, it is fantastic. Yeah, but Ollie, here's what you're missing. I don't give a crap about them. I, I don't give a crap about what they think. I just want to talk about Bake Off, mate. Well, what what did you that there was a there was a handshake on this week's episode, which is there the was. highest accolade that can be bestowed on you by Mr. Hollywood himself, Hollywood Paul Hollywood. And I know what you're all thinking if you're listening to this and you don't watch the show. A handshake in mm. this cultural climate, a handshake. Well, very interestingly, this year's Bake Off has been done in a bubble. Like these people essentially self-isolated for the entire duration of the filming so that they could be in each other's bubble and to create the show, which I thought was very, very interesting, which means it's fine for them to do handshakes because they're not spreading it around to outside the bubble people. Because um, I, I think a lot of people figured we were going to get like the Hollywood elbow bump. Yeah, just wait till uh, retribution invade them. <laughs> and there's, there's an outbreak and cross-contamination. Me and my lady partner are watching it. So Paul Hollywood has the handshake, which is busted out. Used to be very rare. Uh, it's when he particularly likes a biscuit. If you haven't watched mm -hmm. the show before, he's like, mmm, great biscuit. It's, not it's probably... Not specifically a biscuit, though, is it? Like, it is anything that someone makes that he said there is no flaw to be found in this. It's perfection. It is a five out of five episode of AEW Dynamite. And I, I was talking to my partner and I, we were like, it's a shame that Paul Hollywood's co-judge, Prue Leith, mm -hmm. which sounds like one word, but it's it's <laughs> her name is Prue. She's a famous restaurateur. I don't know. I believe she, so. What she, her history she, is. She has a name that sounds like a technical challenge on uh, the Great British Bake Off. Mm. Paul would like yep. you to make 12 Prue <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we were like, it's a shame Prue doesn't have a similar gesture mm. that, that everyone's waiting for. Like, oh, what does Prue like? Pretty much. She likes getting pissed up. That's all I, oh, yeah. I know. She, If it's got brandy in, she's going to... I, I first said she should lean over the counter and kiss him on the forehead. We agreed <laughs> that, <wasn't, laughs> that wouldn't work. But how about this? 
she's famed for her waggy necklaces. And Roman Reigns gave me this, uh, this idea. This is all time in. When Prue really likes a bake, she gives you approval. <laughs> and she takes one of her necklaces off and puts it round your neck. <laughs> like a hula, the hula flowering. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's good, man. Like, <laughs> and then they get to keep that for like the entire thing. Like, yeah. you would wear it for the, the entire time you're on Bake Off. You might be like in the <laughs> final episode and have like ten approval necklaces oh, around yes. you. <laughs> like, yeah, scout badges. Because you can't wear a handshake. <laughs> no, you can't. Handshakes are forgotten about. Lottie got one. Didn't even bloody win. Didn't even come within an ass's roar of winning this week, even though she's the best one. Um, she won the hearts of the nation. That's what she won. She did, yeah. Um, obviously, no spoilers for the show, but I was livid at the final result. Uh, that's all we've got time for for this episode of the show. Ollie and I will be back together again like Renegade Masters uh, next Tuesday on Raw. Maybe we'll go into more of your emails about the Aaliyah storyline and your thoughts uh, on the situation. Well, obviously, we've had another episode of Raw where we can dive into the story a little bit more. Maybe talk about this very controversial subject. Uh, but hey, I'm going to be back on this show tomorrow with Figure Four Wrestling, Figure Four Online's the Wrestling Observers, Denise Salcedo <laughs> doing the magazine show. Uh, and then Pete and Randy will be doing the SmackDown review on Saturday. Take care, everyone. I love you. Goodbye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.